This is the Casper and Chris podcast. From News Talk KBOI, Boise. Listen to KBOI online. Go to KBOI.com and click the Listen Live button. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 6.06 on Tuesday morning. Today is the 11th of July. Glad you're with us today. Mike Casper is out. I'm Rick Worthington filling in alongside Chris Walton. I wish you a good morning, Chris. How are you? Mm, Doing fine. How about yourself? I didn't watch any Home Run Derby last night. Is that right? I'm ashamed to say the Home Run Derby has jumped the shark. You think so? Just not there for me. Hmm. There was a day when you had big-name sluggers that competed in Home Run Derby. Mm -hmm. And Vlad Guerrero Jr. just isn't that guy yet for me. Really good ball player. Terrific ball player. He did win. so He did. So I, I guess we could talk about home run derby, but it just, eh. Well, some of the guys, I mean, you know, they're in it. Pete Alonso, uh, you know, holds the rookie record for home runs, so he's a home run hitter. Several other guys. Uh, all pretty good. Did you watch? I did. What'd you think? Uh, it was kind of fun. I mean, it's, it, what was it, um, Julio Rodriguez from uh, the Mariners in, in one of the rounds hit 41 home runs. I mean, besides being good at hitting home runs, you have to kind of be in a groove, and you also have to have somebody who's uh, pitching the ball well for you. Mm -hmm. Uh, There were a couple of guys that the guys that they had pitching for them weren't nearly as consistent. They wouldn't put the ball in the same place every time. It was just all over the. It was it was like they were trying to get them out. Right. (laughs) You know, I I will admit freely that some of the things they do around all-star break, whether we're talking about the NFL or the NBA or Major League Baseball, the all-star game has really lost a lot of its glitter for me, you know? How come? Just doesn't seem like guys are into it. I mean, Hmm. I thought Major League Baseball all-star game was as good as it got because the Pro Bowl's always been a big turd. The NBA All-Star Game, there's never been any oh, the N- It's a big turd as well. The NFL Pro Bowl Game, nobody wants to get injured No, playing in the Pro Bowl, so they don't block very well. They don't tackle very much. Uh, it's just kind of, it's it's not, like, it's not like watching real football. Yeah. I mean, you'd be better off if you just sold tickets to uh, get everybody's autograph. Totally. And there was no game. So baseball has always seemed like the best of the All-Star Games to me. Yeah. At least the game doesn't change. Yeah, the game doesn't change. Guys are out there, and they're trying. And maybe that will still be the case. It just doesn't seem like as many guys want to participate. Well, you know, even you the NBA. Have, your best nine would always yeah. play, at least through the seventh or eighth inning. Even the, uh, even the uh, NBA All-Star game has turned into, uh, I mean, it, exhibition games, obviously it is an exhibition game. But they awful. they get to where they start doing silly things like taking weird shots and stuff like that. And then they don't even worry about who wins. No, they're not worried about it. It's awful for yeah. TV, as is the Pro Bowl. And Home Run Derby just, I, I don't like to poo-poo anything that has to do with baseball because I like to see baseball's resurgence. I just, I knew it was on last night, yeah. and I elected not to watch any of it. 
I don't feel like I missed anything. They completely filled up the stadium in Seattle. I would think that it would be a lot more fun to watch in person than it would be to watch on TV because home run after home run after home run after home run after home run is just boring for TV. I think. I could be wrong. I'm not going to speak for you, Chris. Yeah, I thought it was kind of I mean, fun. Most but of the time. <laughs> like I said, I, I don't think I'd watch one every week, but uh, just once a year, it's kind of fun. Like watching the hot dog, eat, hot dog uh, eating contest. Ugh. I mean, you know, it can gross you out if you do it every day. I'll, I'll tell you that I met Joey Chestnut, the guy that wins the hot dog eating contest every 4th of July. You didn't take him to lunch, did you? No. Okay, good. No. That could be expensive. That could be. He attended the, they used to, I don't know if they still do, the Best of the West rib cook-off in Reno. They hold it every Labor Day weekend. Mm-hmm. And they used to have a rib-eating contest, and Joey Chestnut would come and just ruin everybody. There was another guy, Kobayashi, I think was his name. Yeah. And he was a he, champion for a while. He was he was the, the first guy that Joey Chestnut ever defeated to yeah, win the, yeah. the championship in the, in the hot dog eating so contest. I, I showed up to report on and cover the rib-eating contest in Reno, and I've never been so disgusted and repulsed by anything ever having to do with food. Not even like at Golden Corral or something? I mean, I hear what you're saying. There's some comedy value to the Golden Corral, though. There's some comedy, especially if you have like a 13 or 14-year-old teen that just wants to go and eat everything in sight. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's kind of it's kind of fun to say, how many times are they going to go back? Exactly. Did you see how much steak he ate? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, when I, you know, when I was like really young, if we'd go to a uh, uh, a buffet, I would try to eat as many plates as how many years old I was, and I mean that was practically impossible. Wow. I, I don't know how my dad did it. <laughs> yeah, I took my daughter to Panda last night for dinner, mm-hmm. and I I'm still feeling the effects of that. It's good. <laughs> I like Panda, sure, but man, I pigged out. I had I had all the things last night. In any case, glad you're with us. I have some bad news. Bad news to share. Looks like we didn't win Powerball again. Yeah. Powerball jackpot for the drawing on Monday rose to $675 million after nobody won on Saturday. A single winner would have taken home $340.9 million cash option before taxes, the ninth largest Powerball jackpot on record, and the second largest Powerball jackpot of this year. Officials, however, announced early this morning there has been no winner. Lucky numbers, just so you know, 2, 24, 34, 53, 58. 13 is the Powerball number. You can mm. look them up if I went fast. I, I did it on purpose. Missed it by six numbers. The prize... Now, for Wednesday's drawing, $725 million. Wow. You yeah, can, uh, that would have been all right. You can win and you can know what it's like to be like an NBA rookie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, the April 19th drawing, the last time the Powerball was won, an Ohio ticket. And a grand prize that was worth two hundred fifty-two point six million, yeah. only two hundred and fifty-two million dollars. 
following 34 drawings have not had any winners, they say. Do you remember the November 22 jackpot? Remember that what that was worth? Not off the top of my head. Oh, it was $2.04 billion. Uh-huh. Remember that? It was the largest ever jackpot in Powerball history, and somebody did win that one. But almost last um, night's Powerball is now jumping up to $675 million. Almost. I, I, have, I have memories of almost every one of the really, really big jackpots uh, because what I remember is thinking to myself, I need to buy a ticket. And then I remember thinking, wow, I should have bought a ticket. <laughs> yeah. Because I never go buy one. 615, let's move on to sports. We talked about the Major League Baseball All-Star game, a touch. can tell you that sports is brought to you by the Pork Belly in downtown CUNA. One of my favorite places, absolutely my favorite place for breakfast, though. The menu, it's good. Really good. Of course, you get specialty drinks, and that's nice, but... Hip drips. Hip drips. Try the giant cinnamon roll. If you haven't done that, make sure you get the giant cinnamon roll with your order. Giant. Yeah, big cream cheese frosting on top, which adds a little to me. You had me at giant cinnamon roll. Wilbur's poutine. Gravy, melted cheese, egg on a bed of fries. I mean, why not for breakfast? Canada loves that. They'd love it in Canada. I think it's the best thing Canada did. Some people will say mayonnaise. I say Pierre got it all wrong. (laughs) Whatever. Moving on. Sports time. Blue Jays' Vlad Guerrero. Launches 72 dingers to win the Home Run Derby. That's the headline on ESPN. If you watched, congratulations. I, like I say, did not turn that on. I did see, though, that... uh, Let's see. It's Northwestern's head coach, Pat Fitzgerald, has been fired. Well, it was the scandal. Yeah. Said he... Uh, Adam Rittenberg speaking here from ESPN. Let me play the soundbite, Elizabeth, said that he, he did speak to the team. So Pat Fitzgerald did briefly address the team alongside his wife and three sons. His oldest son, Jack, is a freshman tight end. I'm told it was a very uh, brief, uh, addressed, emotional, teary in the room. And uh, also uh, coordinators David Braun and Mike Bajakian also spoke to the team. It was not a long meeting. All right, we'll get you more information on all that, but they have not named a replacement as of yet. KBOI News Time is 616. Drive home live and local with Nate Shellman this afternoon at 3. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. It's 623 on News Talk KBOI. We'll catch you up on some stories here uh, that we're tracking. I just remembered today's Prime Day. Oh, for uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I don't Amazon Prime. I don't know if if you're a you know have a Prime membership or not. Oh, I do. I do. I have a Prime membership. Elizabeth Elizabeth has a Prime membership. You spend your hard earned money on Amazon, and not booze. I'm teasing. Today you can get, uh, let's see, 60% off 
Blink Smart Home Security Cameras and Doorbells. Mm-hmm. 65% off Echo Devices and Smart Home Bundles. Oh, let's see. The Ring Doorbells and Cameras. A lot of technology pieces that you can get huge discounts on today. So it's a little bit of a Christmas in July kind of deal. Um, here's the thing about Amazon Prime Day. There are big competitors out there that realize Amazon is just going to destroy them if they don't offer some type of deals online as well. So mm-hmm. you've got Walmart and you've got Target and some others out there that are trying to match what Amazon is doing online today in order to beef up their own sales. So it's it's good all the way around for us because their competitiveness with each other just breeds more savings for you and I. I love capitalism in that way. <laughs> it's the best. I um, have had a Prime membership for years, and yet I have never once so far purchased anything on prime day and it's two prime days this year it's today and tomorrow um but i've always just i've always planned to do it and then i get busy and, and you know just don't i hear you amazon was a big saver for us during the pandemic as you know i had sickness in the family when my my wife was not well mm-hmm. and it was it was really difficult for us to get up and go out every day heck i was you know just coming into work was difficult for many of us. So Amazon was available. We needed stuff instead of, you know, running to the store like we would normally do. Right. We would we would order off Amazon, made things a lot easier. We would I haven't done this much since, but order our groceries online and then just pull up into the old section there I still and let do them that. bring the groceries to us. <laughs> we got in the habit of doing that uh in 2020, and we still do it. Well, it certainly was easy. Yeah. You know the thing that it did more for me than anything? What's that? A lot of those impulse buys that I normally have when I go to the store. Oh, yeah. You like, don't, I you don't buy Albertsons anything that's... The other day and, you don't buy anything that's near the uh, register because sure, you're never near the register. Sure. But it's like some of the things you find on the aisle that it's like, I don't know how I could do without that. I'm buying that for sure. Happened to me at Albertsons on Saturday... Going through the aisle, and I see that they've got Fancy Freeze has started to package their mint chocolate chip milkshakes. Fancy Freeze, really? Fancy Freeze. Choc- mint chocolate chip milkshake? Hell yes, I'm buying that. <laughs> that went in the cart. That was an impulse buy. But when I bought online, I would never do that. It's not something I was looking for, so it never popped up on my screen. So I saved a bunch on grocery shopping. Maybe I ought to get back online and start doing that again. Just I, the necessities? Uh, I used to have it set to where if I had something on the list and the shopper couldn't find it or the store had run out, you know, that the shopper would just find a good substitute for it. Sure. Like if you wanted a package of a certain kind of hot dogs, they didn't have that kind. They, you got you know, a different kind. Get, get the next best, best kind or whatever. Uh, except I, I stopped doing that because it would be, it, seriously, it would be like... Uh, you know, if I wanted a box of uh, Mike and Ike's and, so, and 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 they were out, so they got me some celery instead. It was like <laughs> it, it, it was it was uh, I guess you'd call it a non sequitur uh, buying decision. I hear you. 
All right, we'll take a break. KBOI News Time is 628. For your Google Play, simply say, Hey Google, play 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 642 now on News Talk KBOI. Again, Mike Casper is out this week, so I am filling in. Uh, Miss Elizabeth made our first Amazon Prime Day buy of the day. I'm just, we it was an eight an eight terabyte hard drive, really. Yeah. So I found an eight terabyte hard drive, and it's like it's really marked down. And both of us yell out at the same time: eight terabytes? What in the Holy smokes, that's a, that's a lot of terabytes. A lot of bytes. I said, that's a big porn collection. I was just kidding. It was just for fun. Just to make her laugh. It was the best laugh of the week, and it was totally off air. I hate it when I do that. Uh, they they have, like, deals that are, they mark stuff like 80% off mm-hmm. you know, to these lightning deals. There's a laser hair removal product right now that's like 53% off right now. One of those big 5G Wi-Fi uh, projectors, 53% off. And and then there's, you know, things that you would get every day like crock pots and things like that that they've, you know, got marked down. But, I, I mean, point is, you're looking for stuff. There's some yeah. good deals to be had out there. I mean, it's... Uh... You know, still five months till Christmas, but if you want to uh, get it out of the way now, uh, you can do so and you save some money. Can. You can. Then you have a lot more time to wrap things. Or you can get Amazon to wrap them for you, too. I mean, it's not it's not nice wrapping, but, I mean, they, like, put them in those bags, and then they're got a little tag that you can just sign your name to. Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. KBOI News Time is 6.45, and it is time for sports. It's brought to you by the Pork Belly in CUNA today. Uh, you definitely can find some hip drips over there. Espresso, specialty drinks, all kinds of flavors available. Foofy kind of coffee, which is really, really good for some people. And then if you're looking for, you know, some really good food, the, their omelets are awesome. Uh, the countryside, spinach, grilled onions, mushrooms, bell peppers, tomatoes, Swiss cheese. Mm, mm, mm. I'm a little more of a carnivore, which is why I usually go with the big bad wolf. Yeah. Bacon, sausage. I mean, the place is cheddar cheese. N- named after meat. That's right. Pork belly is open in 15 minutes. Go see him today in CUNA. Meanwhile, what's happening in sports today? Well, there's no Major League Baseball going on right now. It's just all-star break. So you really have to look for what else is going on. We talked about Home Run Derby last time around. All right, what else? Uh, All right, that's it. Okay, how about Dusty Baker talking about the all-star game? thing about it is last year uh, I was on the losing end of the World Series, and this year I'm on the on the winning end of the World Series. And, uh, you know, it means a lot to the city of Houston. It means a lot to my family. And, uh, you know, from playing in a couple All-Star games, uh, there's nothing like it, actually. Uh, okay, Dusty, best of luck to you. How about the Trailblazers? They're still talking to teams about trading Damian Lillard. Mm-hmm. 
but they say there's no deadline to do that. I he he says out. he wants out of there, and yeah. you know they might as well get the maximum for him. He's These that processes, good. listen, they're often built around having deadlines in place, a trade deadline, the NBA draft, uh, the start of free agency. There's not a deadline in place now, really, until training camp opens uh, in late September. That's ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski, basically saying there's no deadline. They'll <laughs> they'll keep they'll keep on this trade until they get the right deal, and then they'll do it. KBOI News Time six forty seven. Be a part of the show at three three six thirty seven hundred or toll free one eight hundred five two nine KBOI. Now back to Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI. All right, 707 on News Talk KBOI. Rick Worthington in for Mike Casper this week. Mike, as we understand, will be back next week. So I'm I'm in. I, I was explaining that uh, today is Prime Day for people who are looking at doing a little shopping online today. Today is a good day for it. I was just looking through some of the flash deals that are online through Prime. And yeah, you could definitely find some good deals on uh, several things today. Technology seems to be the one piece that they focus on, though. And Amazon has all kinds of mm, tech devices, whether you're talking about a Kindle reader or an Echo, like a bundle piece, mm-hmm. or home security systems through, I don't know, you name it, Ring or Blink or Google or, you know. Those are all with really good discounts today. Amazon Fire tablets for the whole family on sale. Yay. Yay. Anyway, online shopping. Today's a big day for it. Check out uh, Prime Day deals on uh, Amazon.com today for a it's, little bit uh, of that. And it goes on till midnight tomorrow night. Uh, the flash deals that pop up are the ones that you should take a look at. I mean, it, it might not be anything that you really need, but, you know, you might see something that might make a good Christmas present mm-hmm. or birthday present later this year, something like that. You can save a bunch of money on those today. And the nice thing is Walmart is going to have huge deals online today. I know Target is going to have huge deals online today. Probably not to the same extent that Amazon is doing it for Prime but, Day, but, but there will be big deals on. Yeah, they are going to try. Prices. They are going to try to uh, compete if they can, though. Might as well not just give up. Might as well. Oh, let's see. I was looking at those Fire sticks, uh, the Fire TV stick, 4K Max. Those are regularly $55. They've got them on sale today for 25 That's pretty good. Which is, uh, you know, that's less than half. From the Idaho Capital Sun today, a story from them in regards to the Idaho State Department of Agriculture looking to provide some assistance for those that are having problems with Mormon crickets. And uh, there was a pretty big grasshopper outbreak as well. The story reads, outbreaks of Mormon crickets and grasshoppers have been identified in southern Idaho's Kasha, Oneida, Power, Franklin counties, according to the Idaho State Department of Agriculture in a press release. Basically east of Twin Falls. Correct. Assistance requests within a designated outbreak area are expedited. Mormon crickets and grasshoppers are native insects in southern Idaho's ecosystem. However, populations reaching outbreak levels 
can cause serious economic losses with the agriculture industry. That is true. The insects cause damage to crop growth, seed production, by just coming in and wiping out all the plants. Mm. This is a quote from the chief of the Idaho State Department of Agriculture's Invasive Species Program Bureau. We recognize that parts of the state are experiencing pest pressure beyond a typical year. Our team is working as quickly as possible to assist landowners. Ultimately, our goal is to serve the industry by safeguarding agricultural commodities from the impacts of grasshoppers and Mormon crickets. Mormon crickets are the nastiest. I mean, we've talked about it on the show before. Now. Yeah. Just saying, if you haven't seen one of those outbreaks, you should just take a minute and Google that after you've eaten. <laughs> Don't do it before. We we talked about that kind of at length, uh, that you know, Mormon crickets are actually not real crickets. They're a kind of Katie did. And, They're um, ugly. They, U-L- G-Y. When uh, when they are run over by a number of cars, the road can get very slippery, you know, just like if uh, there were ice on the road. U-G-L-Y, you ain't got no alibi. You, mm-hmm. ugly. you ugly. To qualify for assistance, though, or reimbursement, this is if you've had a outbreak of Mormon crickets and or grasshoppers, individuals must own or manage at least five acres of agricultural use land in Idaho and be actively experiencing infestations of at least three Mormon crickets per square meter or eight grasshoppers per Per square square meter. (laughs) How do you measure that? I don't know. (laughs) They won't stop moving. (laughs) Just knock it off for a minute, guys. Yeah. I guess you take a picture. I don't know. They've already gotten, I guess, uh, a 60 Roughly a sixty percent increase in uh, people calling for assistance, and, the, and the, more than they had last year. The, the Idaho State Department of Agriculture's Grasshopper and Mormon Cricket Control Program has received over one hundred eighty-two requests. There we go for assistance for grasshopper or Mormon Cricket control from agricultural use landowners. A sixty-two percent increase from last year. Wow. Again, this is all according to the Idaho Capital Sun putting this story out. It could be because there's more crickets this year, or it could just be because more people are aware they can get assistance. I think it's because there are more crickets this year, uh honestly. I mean now I, I could tell you that driving between here and Bend I saw very few Mormon crickets uh, as you drive between Ontario and Burns and Burns to Bend. Mm-hmm. However, you remember they had that landslide because of the, the flash flood that they had, and it, it washed out the road between Ontario and Burns. So the only workaround is you go down to Jordan Valley instead. <laughs> so you go you go south and then and drive back north up to Burns. There, and there, and are there the crickets. were the Mormon crickets, right. and they were bad. They were really bad in some areas. Bad to the point where the road went from black to red. Nasty. <laughs> More like a brown color, really. Oh, and, and we were stunk. We were talking about now. I haven't run over them myself, but you have, and other people have said yeah, going over them, it 
It sort of sounds like you're popping bubble wrap. Yeah, it sounds like you're driving over bubble wrap. It is the nastiest. And, oh, man, I, like I say, we should have waited until everybody was done eating before we did that. Yeah, some, pe- just... some people, though, were never done eating. So I know. You know. That, that is true. Uh, how about we go to sports? It's brought to you by the Pork Belly and CUNA. I've been looking through the menu today. First and foremost, yeah, there's no baseball, so we're going to check the sport of cricket. We're going to check. You ever played Mormon cricket? It's like regular cricket, only you play it in Utah. <laughs> oh, Chris gets me every once in a while, and today was that day. Northwestern fired their longtime coach, Pat Fitzgerald, yesterday amid allegations of widespread hazing within the football program. The head coach is ultimately responsible for the culture of this team. University president wrote in an open letter to the school community, the hazing we investigated is widespread and clearly not a secret within the program. Providing Coach Fitzgerald with the opportunity to learn what was happening. Either way, the culture in Northwestern football, while incredible in some ways, was broken in others. Defensive coordinator David Braun is expected to be named the Wildcats' acting coach, according to ESPN. The firing of Fitzgerald, though, comes after the school announced Friday that he'd been suspended without pay for two weeks this summer following the conclusion of a university-commissioned investigation into allegations made by a former football player. The school said the investigation, which was initiated in January and conducted by an outside law firm, did not find sufficient evidence that the coaching staff knew about the ongoing hazing, though there was significant opportunities to find out about it. School then reversed course Saturday night after the Daily Northwestern published a story detailing the allegations from the former player who described specific instances of hazing and sexual abuse. Sexual abuse? Really? It led Schill to write an open letter to the university community in which he said that he may have erred in weighing the appropriate sanction for Fitzgerald and acknowledged focusing too much on what the report concluded. Fitzgerald didn't know and not enough on what he should have known. Nevertheless, Fitzgerald fired. KBOI News Time 716. Time for the Morning Market Report. Powered by CapEd Credit Union. Keeping you informed about your money before the market opens. Sponsored by Tree City Advisors. On News Talk, KBOI, Boise. 723, we go to the phone and talk with Jeremiah Bates this morning about what we're expecting on Wall Street today. Nice to see things in the green before we get started this morning. Saw green on the board yesterday. We're seeing green on the board. Futures market. I think the overall traders are in a bit of a wait and see mode again ahead of the key inflation data that is set to tomorrow. <clears throat> but one thing I wanted to cover, it's kind of do it, it is correlated with Wall Street to an extent. Is Amazon's Prime Day officially kicks off for this year Yay! today? So get your pocketbooks ready, people. If you've been trying to be a conscious consumer, you might be able to pick up some deals. So Have you Amazon at deals did already announce- today. Did, did you look? <laughs> 
Amazon did announce last week that they're going to offer more deals than any other Prime Day event before. Now, this will last today. It'll last through tomorrow. Now, it's really interesting. So if you go back from 2000, uh, 2015 to 2022, on average, Amazon's stock has rose. Its stock prices rose um, almost one half of 1% the day after Prime Day has ended. The week after the event, the stock has on average risen over 1%. And a month after it's ended, it's risen almost 4.5%. So historically, coming on the, off the heels of Amazon Prime, that stock has lifted. Now, do keep in mind, this stock has surged 51% this year. But the bar is high compared to how Prime Day did last year. In 2022, they did 12 billion with a B, 12 billion in sales. Customers bought over 300 million items globally. So now the question becomes, can that be sustained? Can they beat that mark in 2023? Additionally, this this is kind of a tide that'll rise all boats because you have competitive retailers like Walmart, you have Target, you have uh, Best Buy. All these competitive retailers, they essentially do a um, almost like a prime event. They do some type of sales event. So again, if you're if you're a consumer, there's likely going to be deals across the board across other retailers as well. And if you're an investor in Amazon, the real question becomes. Are they going to hit it out of the park this year uh-huh. with the with the Amazon event? And also, this could be a bit of a bellwether for retailers moving forward. Because let's imagine if the numbers come out and Prime Day falls flat on its face, as does the other retailer sales events. This could be an indication of a slowing down consumer and might spell some headwinds coming on to retailers going into this earnings season and going into the uh, third quarter earnings season as well. So not saying the stakes are too high, but we could see some uh, broader effects in this standalone event. I do have a friend who purchased Amazon stock after it split. I guess it was the end of last year, the beginning of this year. Which was it? Anyway, Amazon stock split and he went all in. He's like, I'm buying because every time they split, that stock rises. It's going to go nuts. You watch and see, Rick. Hear me now. Believe me later. I didn't buy. <laughs> I thought about it. Hey, hindsight's twenty twenty, right? And with Amazon, there's there's been concerns. But, I mean, hey, if you look at Amazon as a company, just the diversification they have and other different uh, facets of their business, they're not only an online retailer. They, they've spread into much uh, many other categories. And, again, if you look at the company fundamental, fundamentally, just sitting on tremendous amounts of cash. So uh, hard to argue, really, against Amazon just from its sheer size and momentum mm-hmm. and its kind of backdrop with the overall market. So gotcha. uh, we'll see how Prime Day works out for them. All right, buddy. Thank you very much for your time today. I, I know I asked you if you had gone online and already looked, but Miss Elizabeth did over here, and she she's buy, she's a buyer today. Way to help the economy, Miss right. Elizabeth. Talk to you later. KBY News Time is 726. Tonight at 10, it's Michael Knowles. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 741 on News Talk KBOI. Again, Mike Casper is out this week. I'm Rick Worthington here with Chris Walton. John has written in. Uh, we were talking earlier about Mormon crickets. He said Mormon crickets are a boon to the car painting business. Just drive to Salt Lake City and your car will be green by the time you get there. Uh, I would have guessed red. Because the road yeah. turns red. So it, the, the road turns red right up until it turns brown and starts to get stinky. It is just awful. Take it from me, you John, don't uh, want to know. John continues, why hasn't anyone made a better than beef cricket hamburger? Not that I'd... <laughs> 
eat it. Oh, God, that's so awful. Not that I'd eat it, he says, but I would think fully committed vegans would be knocking down the door to get some of that tasty, crunchy beef substitute. There's one problem with that, that though. Just, vegans making my stomach turn. Vegans don't eat uh, insects either. They, they don't eat uh, living, moving things. They no. eat, they eat living things that, that are rooted to the ground. But they no. I mean, it sounds like a pretty good dare, though. I mean, you could. Hey, I'll give you a chocolate-covered well, Mormon cricket. People do eat, you know, regular crickets in uh, many There's parts of the world. Grasshoppers, though. I thought. Yeah, they, they eat. Those I mean, too. crickets were. Yeah, it's still nasty. In areas where people are starving, you'd be surprised. Well, there's what there's really good snap to these. Wow, yeah, what they can make into a nice dessert. Yeah, let's let's not let's not let's stick with the chocolate covered peanuts and raisins. Do those grasshoppers instead? Oh man, yeah, stomach hurts now. Uh, I'm reading about the man accused of murdering four University of Idaho students last November. It's filed a motion to stay proceedings in his case. Newly filed documents show that Brian Koberger requested the stay, citing substantial failure to comply with selection procedures for the grand jury. An indefinite stay of proceedings was ultimately denied by a Latot County judge, but they did grant the 37-day stay to allow Koberger and his defense to review the material from the grand jury. Latot County prosecutors objected to Koberger's request, and Koberger filed a sworn statement of facts in support of the motion to stay proceedings. However, the judge, who is Judge John C. Judge. Judge Judge? Judge Judge, yeah. He determined that the motion is premature since Koberger has not yet reviewed the grand jury records, which were filed shortly after he was indicted for the four murders. Less than two weeks ago, the court agreed to release some of the grand jury material for the defense to review. Despite all that, court determined that Koberger and his defense have the right to review the materials from the grand jury as well as the right to challenge the grand jury selection process. So they filed some papers, yeah. and he's, there's our ball game he's so got, far. He's got good lawyers, which everyone should have, and his lawyers are going to file every possible thing that they can, first of all, to avoid a trial if possible, and then second of all, to... Uh, you know, they'll go through the trial, and if he's found guilty, they'll appeal everything. Everything, yeah. Because they're thorough, obviously. Well, the the court has determined that Koberger and his defense have the right to review the material from the grand jury, as well as the right to challenge the grand jury selection process. But the court ultimately has denied Koberger's request to stay proceedings. That's due to the complexity of the case. However, the court did grant him time to review the grand jury materials and decide whether or not he wants to file a new motion to stay proceedings, which he most certainly will be doing at some yeah. point. If, if, if you can file a motion, he will. Seems to be the case. KBOI news time is seven 45. It is time for sports. It is brought to you by the pork belly in CUNA. They are open. Porky's toast is on the menu. It's for the it's it's the avocado toast with the, a little bit more on it. Sourdough, avocado, belly made lobster salad. You got the fried egg. You got your hollandaise sauce on there. Uh, you know, it's. I think everybody has a version of avocado toast now, right? Pretty much, yeah. So does the pork belly. It's it's pretty good. Check that out today. Oh, let's see. In sports, 
where do we want to go with this? I thought I saw that there was something going on with the PGA. I was looking for the story on that. ABC doesn't seem to have that available anymore. All right, I'll move on. The Big 12 officially welcomed four new members earlier this month. BYU, Cincinnati, Houston, and UCF are all joining a lineup, and the conference will go the extra mile in making those four schools feel celebrated this football season. The Big 12 announcing yesterday the launch of Big 12 Homecoming Tour that will debut this fall with stops at the league's newcomers, followed by visits to eight other continuing members in the ensuing years. The tour, described by the Big 12 as a conference-wide celebration of the Big 12 brand, will feature a three-day visit per institution, each running from Thursday through Saturday of a home football game week. The Thursday of each visit will focus on women's sports at that school before the attention shifts to charity work involving local elementary schools on Friday and an enhanced pregame environment, live entertainment, giveaways, and an armed forces flyover included on Saturday. So once again, that will be happening this year with the brand new schools in the conference, BYU, which I know a lot of people are big fans of around here. Cincinnati, Houston, and UCF. KBOI News Time is 747. Remember, if you missed any part of Casper and Chris this morning, check out their podcast on the KBOI app or on KBOI.com. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 752 on News Talk KBOI. Again, I'm Rick Worthington in for Mike Casper this week. Mike will be returning on Monday, we understand. Normally, Chris, I don't talk about entertainment news unless it's Star Wars related and or Lucasfilm related because my inner nerd comes out. Mm -hmm. But there is one television series that I was crazy about, America is crazy about, and folks specifically in the West that know things about the Western way of life. The television show Yellowstone on Paramount. Mm Mm-hmm. Big headline today. Paramount announces end to Kevin Costner-led Yellowstone and adds a new sequel series. Wow. Paramount bringing sweeping changes to Yellowstone's universe, officially announcing a new franchise, sequel TV series, and officially ending Kevin Costner-led Yellowstone original series after five seasons. The still-untitled Yellowstone sequel is scheduled to premiere on the Paramount Network in December and then stream afterwards on Paramount+, Plus, according to the Paramount statement released this week. The cast for the new series, which will have Yellowstone in the title, has yet to be announced, but Chris McCarthy, a Paramount executive, previously told Hollywood reporter Matthew McConaughey lined up to appear in that new spinoff. Hmm. Kevin Costner, though, and I mean, I don't know about the rest of the characters because I want to know where Rip's going to be. Yellowstone has been the cornerstone on which we have launched the entire universe of global hits. I am confident our Yellowstone sequel will be another big hit. So the Dutton story continues picking up where Yellowstone leaves off in another epic tale. That according to uh, the release. They could uh, 
set it farther north in the middle of winter and call it yellow snow. <laughs> They'd have slight problems too if that's a- could happen. Look, I liked Yellowstone a lot. I I didn't have Paramount. So I waited until it came out on one of the streaming services, and then I binged the whole four seasons at once, and then waited for each episode to come out of season five. Mm. So I was current as of a few months ago before they announced that Kevin Costner was like, yeah, I'm out. I don't want to do it anymore. And I had everything to do with him not wanting to spend as much time in Montana or not wanting to film as many days, something like that. But it sounds like there's been some other personal trouble with Kevin Costner. He and his wife just divorced. And maybe that has something to do with him being on location too much. I, I don't know. I'm speculating here. But Yellowstone was crazy popular, especially out here in the West. I, everybody I know loved Yellowstone. It's not there anymore, but you'll get something new. Matthew McConaughey will be starring come December. KBY News Time, 756. Day from 10 to 1. It's Dan Bongino. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 807 on News Talk KBOI. Rick Worthington in for Mike Casper today. I'll be in until I understand Mike's coming back on Monday. With any luck, he would come back before that. Mm-hmm. I can't do anything about that, so I'll hang out for a bit. Chris Walton over there. Damn near impossible question coming your way here at... uh, We'll get that to you in about another 10 minutes or so, so stand by for that. Uh, Was learning about Dr. Nassar. We told you about a little yesterday. He is the... He is the former doctor of all the USA gymnasts that said they were sexually abused. And he was assaulted in prison. Yeah, all we knew all we knew about it yesterday morning was that he had been assaulted. We didn't know about his condition or uh, the nature of the assault, but it was pretty brutal. Yeah, it sounds like it. I don't have all the information. Maybe you know more about it, but uh, all I have is that he was stabbed. He was, he was stabbed in prison. He was stabbed uh, a couple times in the back. He was stabbed about six times in the chest, a couple times in the abdomen. And so he's uh, in the prison ICU. Not a good thing. Kind of amazing he lived through it. Kind of is. Now, I, I made the statement, and I, I think it's I think it's very true. From what I hear in prison, if you are in prison, having been incarcerated for abusing kids, the general population usually takes care of it. Sexually abusing, yeah. Yeah, he was sexually abusing well, lots and lots of... Of young gymnasts. Gymnasts. Mostly teenage girls. So the that holds true again here. It looks like the general population is uh taking care of that. But again, I don't know all the yeah. all the details. Well, I mean obviously the number of times he was stabbed and, and the places they were trying to kill him and it just didn't succeed. Looks like it got pretty close though. Yeah. I mean they, they did a job. There's news on uh, Hunter Biden and the investigation there today. I know that's the red meat for our conservative listeners out there. David Weiss, as ABC 
News reports. Uh, David Weiss is the U.S. attorney leading the investigation into Hunter Biden. Has refuted key allegations put forward by an IRS whistleblower who made claims of political interference in this year's long investigation. The Justice Department last month approved a plea deal with Biden, the son of President Joe Biden, that will likely allow the 53-year-old to avoid prison in exchange for pleading guilty to failing to pay taxes on income he received in 2017 and 2018. Again, according to ABC News, in a letter sent yesterday to the top Republican on the Senate Judiciary Committee, Weiss confirming for the first time that he did not request a special counsel designation in the probe, contrary to one of the main assertions from the whistleblower, which Republicans on Capitol Hill have seized on to claim improper interference from Attorney General Merrick Garland. In April, IRS whistleblower Gary Shapley, I think is how you say his name, he testified before Congress that Weiss had been unsuccessful in persuading federal prosecutors in Washington and California to bring charges against Hunter Biden. So Weiss then requested to become a special counsel, which, according to Shapley, was denied. But in the new letter, Weiss refutes that. Quote, to clarify an apparent misconception or misperception and to avoid future confusion, I wish to make one point clear in this case. I have not requested special counsel designation. That, right, let me say again, Weiss wrote to Senator Lindsey Graham of the say, the Senate Judiciary Committee. Why I can't speak all of a sudden, I really have no idea. <laughs> You're all choked up about this. Apparently, uh, Weiss wrote that he had conversations with Justice Department officials about being appointed as a special assistant or a special attorney under a separate law so that he could independently file charges in a district outside of his own, and he was assured he'd be granted that authority if needed. So he didn't seek to be appointed as a special counsel. Now we know. The letter appears to bolster Garland's repeated assurances that he did not improperly seek to interfere in that Hunter Biden investigation, despite all the assurances from House Republicans who have taken steps towards initiating impeachment proceedings against Garland in recent weeks. Huh. All right, once again, this is all according to ABC News, their latest on Hunter Biden. Republican leaders have called uh, an agreement which still requires approval from the federal judge, a sweetheart deal that would undermine faith in the criminal justice system. Republicans really want to go after Hunter Biden, and I get that. Well, you've seen uh, what happened yesterday, too. There uh, is another uh, whistleblower. And uh, his name is uh, Gal Luft. He's an Israeli-American and the co-head of a Maryland-based think tank. Uh, The DOJ announced yesterday an indictment against him Mm. on charges related to violations of the Foreign Agents Registration Act. Luft is currently a fugitive from American authorities, and he's been touted by Republicans as a potential whistleblower in their ongoing efforts to link the Biden family to corrupt business dealings abroad. Wow. He was initially arrested in Cyprus in February and fled that country after being released released on bail. 
A six-count indictment was released yesterday. Charges include offenses related to willfully failing to register under the Foreign Agents Registration Act, arms trafficking, Iranian sanctions violations, and making false statements to federal agents. The uh, charges against him pose a collective maximum of 100 years in prison. So I may shock some people here because I'm usually looked at as the big liberal on KBOI. But these allegations need to be investigated fully. It absolutely does. Well, sure. Look, Hunter Biden is not squeaky clean in any way, shape, or form. Hunter Biden is not innocent or an innocent person. He's not squeaky clean. And what I know about being a father is you'll do anything for your kids if you can help them get ahead. And if Joe Biden did vouch for or in some way help promote his son up the food chain with foreign nationals in order to help his kid make money or help the family make money or take money illegally, that needs to be shown. And maybe this is all on Hunter Biden. Maybe it's maybe it's not. Maybe it goes up the food chain a little bit, Dad. <laughs> I don't know. I really don't know. But I hope they investigate fully to the unteenth degree. Mm-hmm. You've got to look into this. I mean, that, that's always something that, that we hope. We hope if someone is, in fact, guilty yes. uh, of any kind of a crime, that they uh, there is an investigation and that they are found guilty. We, you know, we want justice just like everybody else. And that goes for whether you're a Democrat, Republican, whatever. If you've committed a crime, we'd just as soon have you, sure, you know, out of your uh, uh, normal duties and uh, taking care of that. And it's also why I think you have to investigate former President Trump as well in these documents and or tax evasion and or, you know, paying money illegally to porn stars i think you got to look into all those things and they're guilty then they should everybody should know they're guilty and then they should suffer the consequences for that not anything crazy here all right damn near impossible question is next kboi news time is 8 16 get 670 kboi on alexa first say alexa enable the 670 kboi skill then when you want to listen say alexa Open 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 824 now. It is time for the damn near impossible question on News Talk KBOI. And you're playing for a $50 gift card to Blaze Pizza. Brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty, a local company with a global network. For all your real estate needs, call 208-888-4128, buy, sell, or get advice in Boise, Caldwell, Fruitland, Parma, Sun Valley, Idaho Falls, and Ontario, Oregon. The question, who was the first rookie ever to play in baseball's All-Star Game? And your hint is, he is a Hall of Famer now. All right. Is it Ned on line one? Let's go to it. Thanks for calling us on News Talk KBOI. You are first up. How are you this morning? I am well, thank you. I believe it was Ozzie Smith. Ozzie Smith is his answer. Uh, good answer, but not not correct. The one we're looking for. It was Sorry. a it was it was a few years before Ozzie Smith. Thank you, though. Doug, you're up next. Good morning. Thanks for calling us, Doug. You're up. What's your guess? Good morning. 
Good morning. And my guest is Joe DiMaggio. And Jolton that is Joe correct. DiMaggio is, is the right answer. Jolton right. Joe DiMaggio, outfielder hey. with the New York Yankees. It was in 1936, his rookie year. He had big numbers, and he had big numbers by the All-Star break, so they put him in the game. Bonus points if you could sing the Joe DiMaggio song for us. <laughs> That's a no. no. <laughs> the only part I know is the part that goes, Joe, Joe, Joe DiMaggio. That's the yeah. only part I know as well. <laughs> So we get bonus points. We get bonus points instead of you, Doug. As long as a okay, uh, as long as I've ever been requested to sing. All right, Doug. You automatically get those points, Chris. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate it. Hang on the (laughs) hang on the line. Jolton Joe DiMaggio. You were giving me his rookie stats, and it's pretty crazy. As a rookie, Joe DiMaggio was he was smacking him. Yeah, he was already one of the best players in the game. Well. What he ended with 125 RBIs, I caught that part, and I think that was the most amazing part. But he had almost was it 29 or 30 home runs his rookie year too. I know I'm asking, and you're looking up stats now. Oh, I can look it up. Hang on, oh, yeah, that's, takes, all, that's all right. We'll we'll take takes, a break. Here. It takes me one second. Oh, to well, do. let's let's have the one second of uh, wait time, and here are Joe DiMaggio stats his rookie year. his rookie season. He uh, played in 138 games, got two, 206 hits. Which is a lot for 136 games. Heck yes. He hit 44 doubles that year, 15 triples, which led the league. Mm-hmm. Had 29 home runs, 125 RBIs, batted 323, and uh, a hell of a year. Finished eighth in the MVP voting at the end of the season. He was eighth in the MVP voting, mm-hmm. and he was an All Star. I'll be darned. He never once he he uh, played 13 seasons. There were three years. Of his that were wiped out because of World War II. He sure. was in military service in 43, 44, and 45. But he played a total of 13 seasons. He was in the All-Star game every one of those seasons. KBOI News Time, 827. Ben Shapiro this afternoon at 1. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. It's 839 on News Talk KBOI. I'm Rick Worthington. Mike Casper is out this week, but is uh, sure to return on Monday. Chris Walton sitting over there. A couple of people on hold. Uh, the first is Paul, who wants to discuss our damn near impossible question today. And Joe DiMaggio. Hi, Paul. What can we do for you today? You were talking about Joe DiMaggio? Jolton Joe. Yeah. I got a quick story for you. In 1971, I was in Middle East in a little fishing village where I grew up in Monterey, California. And in school, I went to school with some DiMaggio's. Tom was his name, and he had a brother named Dom. Uh-huh. And uh, long story short, we all went to play Little League one day, and there was a motorhome there. And we all had to stand in line outside the motorhome with our gloves. We had to go into the motorhome and sit down, and guess who's sitting there? Mr. Coffee. I could not believe my eyes. A television star on him. And, and he he said hello to me, and he asked me my name. I told him it was Paul. And he shook my hand, and he signed my glove, and then off I went. But I, I've never forgotten that. He, he came from uh, Pittsburgh, California, which is about 110 miles north of Monterey, mm-hmm. and up, up and down the coast of the fishing villages where the DiMaggio's, and that's where he came from. Anyway, that was my story for that. I appreciate the story. Thank you very that's much, pretty, Paul. That's, that's pretty cool. Yeah, DiMaggio's big in the Bay Area. It's uh, one of the 
touristy Italian restaurants that you go mm-hmm. to. They say, well, where, where do you want to take me? Well, I want to go to the Italian district. They say, okay, we'll take you to DiMaggio's. I don't even know if DiMaggio's is still open, but it used to be used to be a thing. He mentioned that one of the kids he was talking about uh, was named Dom, mm-hmm. and uh, there were three DiMaggio brothers that played in the major leagues. Uh, Joe DiMaggio, of course, was the Hall of Famer. Dom DiMaggio was also very good. Played for the Red Sox? And, yeah, he played for the Red Sox for many years. And uh, the third brother was Vince DiMaggio. Still a good player, not as good as the other two, though. Yeah, it sucks when your oldest brother is Joe DiMaggio and these, you know, breaking records and taking Marilyn Monroe out. <laughs> I mean, yeah. dudes wanted to be to Joe a, DiMaggio to for a certain a time, extent. And there were lots of reasons for that, not just because he was a good ball player. Yeah, to a certain extent, if you are a Hall of Fame ball player and married to Marilyn Monroe, there's not much You're your brother can right. do to. Uh, you're doing all right, Take Joe. the spotlight away from you. <laughs> uh, Rich, thanks for calling us this morning. You want to talk about Hunter Biden today? Well, well, yeah, you you mentioned you wanted a thorough investigation of him. What about this investigation by a Trump-appointed prosecutor for the past five years? That wasn't thorough enough for you? I mean, what else did you want? I don't remember saying anything about it. Well, you, you're talking about you were talking about Hunter Biden, and you said it it should be. You brought yeah. up that story about uh, the prosecutor said that he never did ask for to be a special prosecutor, and you said you wanted it to be thoroughly investigated. Sure. Well, what does that have to do has. with Donald Trump? I never said anything about Donald Trump. Well, you brought it up. I'm, I'm saying I, I, if there was something that was going on there because of his relationship to the President of the United States, I think it should be investigated. I think it should be investigated what, fully. What Rich said was uh, if if uh, if he was already investigated for five years and, and they didn't find anything, is, is that enough yeah, as far yeah, as you're yeah. concerned? That, that, that's it. it. There's been a five-year investigation. It was, no, I said it was a Trump-appointed prosecutor I see. that investigated him right. and found nothing, and you're still... I mean, how much more thorough of an investigation do you want than what's been going on the past five years? I'm just saying I want a thorough investigation. I want to yeah. make sure it's looked well, we, into entirely. I mean, if are you well, saying it has been. I'm not caring how long it takes to do it. I don't I don't care whether they take another year or they take another week. I just want to make sure it's been thoroughly done. That's but we also probably should acknowledge that if it's over yeah. now, then it's over. Yeah. There you go. It, it, it has it has been thoroughly investigated. That's what I'm saying. It's already been thoroughly investigated. The prosecutor issued his conclusions and his charges. Mm-hmm. It couldn't be any more thorough investigation than that. And it wasn't by a partisan investigator. I mean, it wasn't by a pro Biden investigator. So your wish so came I, true. I just I just don't know what else you possibly want. Rich, I'm I'm just <laughs> saying I want it to be done thoroughly. That's all I'm saying. It was. So, it was done so, thoroughly. So we agree. It was done thoroughly. So what more do you want? Why what are I'm you asking. fighting with me, Rich? I, I said the exact same thing you did. I want to make no. sure the investigation has been done fully and that it's been done right. And I think it's important because of who his dad is that it is followed up on and done correctly. That's all I'm saying. I didn't put a followed. timeline on it. And I didn't say it that they had to go longer. Why are you it fighting with me? Followed. Rich, no, why are you fighting with up. me? Why yeah, are you fighting with done. me? It has been done. It has been done correctly. It has been followed up. Yeah. 
You, but you still want it to keep being investigated, no, he didn't, even though it's came to a conclusion. Rich, I didn't say that. I just hey, said no, I wanted to make sure uh, it was done right. He didn't say he necessarily wanted it to keep on going in the future. He just said, you know, when it is done, we just hope it was done correctly. Yeah, but it, ha- it is done. So well, pick, good, pick good then. another fight then. So that's good. Let's move on. You good, Rich? <laughs> well, no, you're, you're changing what you said originally. Uh now, no, I'm not, because you changed what you said, and you're dodging what you said. I am? Yes. In what way? Well, you were saying you wanted the investigation to be done thoroughly, and yeah. it has been done thoroughly. It's over. It's over. The, Rick, the investigation is over. So I They've can't want it to make sure that can. it's done thoroughly and, and fully? I, I can't it, want that? It, it has How been am done I dodging thoroughly. anything? It has been done thoroughly. Yeah, we, we get the point. Rich, quit fighting with me. I didn't. I'm just hanging out. Thanks, Rich. What did I do wrong there? I'm not sure why Rich you, is upset. You kept talking to him. That's, that's um, the thing right there. Here's an instant message. It says it's from uh, Guifu. So I'm thinking uh, either G W I E F W. I have no idea what that is. But okay. Whoever it is uh, wrote in and says. Uh, Rick, since special counsel Jack Smith has leaked like crazy, including the contents of a sealed document, which is a felony, then I guess they should be investigated, right? Yeah. If that's all true, they should be. I think sometimes where there's smoke, there's fire. Where Hunter Biden's concerned. I don't so think he's whenever you make clean. a statement like that, though, that somebody should be thoroughly investigated, you're going to get about 10 emails in a row that go, what about this? What about this? Clearly. What about this? Uh, yeah, those should be investigated, too. In fact, anybody who has committed a crime, I hope, ends up going to jail, period. How's that? Yeah. And, and if they've already been investigated, no, we don't have to do it again. Man. Next time, say, I hope the investigation was thorough. And then talk about it in the past tense. Is that the and, problem here? And since it was a five-year investigation, then it right. probably was. I hope it was handled fully there we go. 100% it doesn't have to, to be, its conclusion. It doesn't have to be done again. I hope Rich doesn't call and pick a fight with me again today, because there was no reason for that. Now, he, You're dodging! He just, oh, what? He, he just thought you uh, weren't aware that there had been an investigation already. Whoa. There was an investigation? Really? Yeah. Hunter Biden? Why would they do that? I'm teasing. KBOI News Time, 847. Listen to KBOI online. Go to KBOI.com and click the Listen Live button. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Man, even when I agree with people, they want to yell at me. 8.53 on News Talk KBOI. I'm glad you're hanging out with us today. Doug is on from Meridian. Hi, Doug. Good morning to you. Hey, good morning again. Um... You know, you, I, everything you said was right. Um, Rich is just has to find something to stab at anybody, just to make up something, even though you said all the truth on it. All, all I said is I hope that the investigation is handled completely and thoroughly, and, you know, you you turn over every rock, you look underneath everything, you, you check everything out. I, I think that's what we all want. Yeah. That's all I'm asking for. You, Rick. And he, he so, did a good job at it. I, so, I think that's. I think he was saying the same thing though. So I, I don't really understand why he was so ticked off. No, he just 
the difference is you said the word is, and he said it should have been was, because it's over with, in his opinion. Thanks, Doug. Uh, this one's not signed. Uh, instant message, it says, I could have sworn I heard Hunter has taken a plea bargain to tax invasion. No, it's evasion. Uh, please correct me if I am wrong, just did. But isn't that what sent Capone to Alcatraz? I don't see any reason why Hunter should not spend time behind bars after his dad is no longer president, so he can't be pardoned. Well, he hasn't been pardoned. No. And uh, he... If uh, my son were going to prison, I would probably He him. did plead guilty to misdemeanors, and they don't put you in, in prison for misdemeanors. No. For the most part. No. I would I would imagine though that I mean dads let's let's just let's be honest. You're president of the United States and your son is going to prison. Wouldn't you think about pardoning him? Maybe that's not the most ethical thing to do. Then no. <laughs> I mean, I'd probably stick to the ethical thing. I mean, I'd like to say that's the truth. But when it comes to my kids, I I don't know. I hope I'm never put in a position like that. My kid's pretty good, too. My guess is you won't be. Yeah, that, yeah, I think you're right. Most people aren't. I mean, I don't know. People are yelling at me for even when I agree with them. So, I mean, I don't know what that's about. Can we try Gordon here? Gordon, you're up. Thanks for calling us this morning, Gordon. What can we do for you? Good morning. Good morning, Idaho. Good morning, Greater Idaho. I was wondering, if you, could you chat for a moment about golf and the live golf, what do you call it, a league? The live golf yeah. league, from yeah. league from Saudi Arabia. Okay. I heard there were over $500 billion, and the PGA is valued at something over $1 billion. So the, the live golf system is 500 times larger than PA, and, and they have the financial power to completely absorb it. Uh, interrupt me if I if I get out of line or you see something enlightening to share. Uh, so is there any reason that Congress might want to use it, exercise its God-given power to regulate commerce and stop uh, the uh, Saudi prince from owning all the golf courses in America? Well, that, that's I suppose not they really could. the way it works. I suppose it, they could if they cared. I mean, I, I agree that having Saudi Arabia involved in such a big deal that uh, includes the United States and uh, many people that play golf from the United States, I think definitely is worth looking into, but it's not a monopoly right now. And. Oh, how's, how, you know, how, right. You mean it just hasn't happened yet. That's what you mean. Right? Well, I'm, I'm saying I, I honestly, I'd, I'd love to talk to you more about it. I don't know enough about it to, to have an opinion one way or the other. And being that, let, let me let me put it to you like this. And Gordon, thanks very much for the call because we have to get to news here at the top of the hour. But my golf experience is this. I played for a while, got good at golf at one point, good enough to where if I didn't get the ball to move one way or the other, I would be really upset. And when I stopped playing, I put my golf clubs in the closet to teach them a lesson, and they're still there. I don't play much. Drive home live and local with Nate Shellman this afternoon at 3. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 906 on News Talk KBOI. Hi, I'm Rick Worthington filling in for Mike Casper today, who is, I'm told, 
We'll be back on Monday. Chris Walton's over there. We've been talking baseball today. The All Star Game is today. I'll probably mm-hmm. watch a little. I didn't watch Homer and Derby, but I'll watch tonight. Yeah, I'll watch the All Star game. game tonight. My favorite part of the All Star Game is always the player introductions. Yeah, that is kind of fun. And Not gonna lie, I miss doing that. One year, I don't remember which network was was doing the the game, but they uh, talked over the top of the uh, player introductions and and didn't even show the whole thing. Mm. And and people the next day were just mad yeah. because it turns out a lot of people like the player introduction. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Oakland Alameda County Coliseum. See them. Today's starting lineups. Lineups. <laughs> That's a, even the outfield. Yep. <laughs> Friend of mine used to do the Boston Red Sox announcer. Yeah. Now batting. Batting. <laughs> <laughs> Number eight. Eight. That's pretty Carl. Good. Carl. Yes, Dramskis. Dramskis. Tom is on from Ontario. Hi, Tom. Thanks for calling us on News Talk KBOI this morning. Yeah, I just, my comment is Rich needs to be investigated. Every time he gets on the radio, I want to hang up. I just, I get so tired of his obnoxious yakking that uh, I uh, really admire your guys' patience. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you very much. That's my comment. All right. Tom, thanks for listening to us today on News Talk KBOI. A rich late enemy for some reason. I think it was interesting. He said that he gets uh, disgusted and wants to hang up. I think he means turn off the radio. That's what he meant. (laughs) That's what he meant. Not actually having a phone conversation at that point. Craig wrote in. He says... uh, I know it's going to be a rough day when I have to actually side with Rich. I think Rick and Rich were on separate pages, and Rick came out over-aggressive with Rich. I don't agree with anything he says, Rich, but I like listening to him, and I don't want Rick to run him off and ruin my daily chuckle. Be nice. (laughs) Uh, I wasn't trying to be mean to him. I thought we were agreeing, and I was like, why are you yelling at me? If he hasn't been run I off, change my opinion on anything. If he hasn't been run off by now between uh, Paul J and Casper and you, <laughs> he he's probably he's probably not going to be run off. Well, that's good. I mean, I honestly don't know why he was yelling at me. That's all I'm saying. Well, like I said, his objection was you had said you know I, I hope the investigation is thorough, and he was trying to say it was thorough, and there there isn't much difference in that, but just. He wanted you to acknowledge that there already had been an investigation. And you said, well, I hope it's thorough. And the fact of the matter is, behind what you said, is the fact that if it hasn't been thorough, it could continue and should be in the in the future. But then again, yes, five years would indicate that it probably was thorough. Although, I will admit there are plenty of people who won't assume it was thorough unless they find a bunch of crimes. Right. You can, well, you can investigate somebody and turn... And, and find, you know, nothing. It's possible. All I know is there are plenty of folks on Newsmax and Fox that are still talking about the investigation as if there's still something to be having to, to go on there. Well, and there In might fact, be. There, there's a story up on Fox News right now. I'll just, I'll, for the heck of it, just for, you know, just for chuckles for everybody, let, let's go to it. A top prosecutor on the team investigating Hunter Biden is facing scrutiny amid allegations she limited questioning 
and inquiries about President Biden and blocked search warrants because she was worried about optics during the years-long probe. Pressure is building on the U.S., I'm sorry, Assistant U.S. Attorney Leslie Wolf following the release of whistleblower testimony from IRS officials involved in the probe into Hunter Biden, who say the investigation was improperly influenced by politics. One whistleblower, Gary Shapley Jr., who was the supervisor of the investigation at the IRS, said that, quote, at every stage, end quote, of the Biden probe, decisions were made that had the effects of benefiting the president's son. So the investigation, sure, it it may be over. I, I hope that it was handled properly and completely and that they looked at everything they could possibly look at and and rich. Should there be questions into whether the investigation was complete, I hope they will look at that as well and make sure that things are handled completely. Why would I say that? I'm not against Joe Biden. I'm not really looking for anything more than If Hunter Biden did something wrong, or if he continues to do something wrong, that somebody ought to throw the book at him if he's doing something wrong. And furthermore, should it be shown, should there be evidence that implicates that the president helped his son do something that's inappropriate and improper, that they investigate that as well. So far, I don't think they have those those things that they need in order to make that happen. But I hope they investigate it 100%. I think Joe Biden has said, hey, go ahead, investigate all you need to. I don't think Hunter Biden's squeaky clean. I think, I think I, if I was Joe Biden, I'd separate myself a little bit if I could. I wouldn't talk about it. I know that. So why Rich was yelling at me, I, I still don't get it. Well, he just he said to, the same he thing. Just, he just wanted to make sure you understood his point. That there was an investigation. Yeah, and that it, as far as he's concerned, they're finished. I said it. I got it. Not uh, everybody. Ron from Meridian writes in and says, Sigh, there is so much more to investigate about the Brandon China monies. Hunter is so mixed up in all this. Rich, it is not over. You are the only one that thinks it was completed and done with, or done well. But like I, I said, and, and like I said, I don't know this for a fact, but Ron may be one of those people that unless there's an indictment of some sort, won't think it, it, was, it was done well. But he might just be assuming that whatever's been said about well, Hunter up to this point is true. Look, there are a lot of allegations that are still out there. Allegations that, you know will be looked into if there is something to it. Right. But not but not just it, because you hear like, you know, on a talk program or something that somebody uh should be investigated, it doesn't mean they necessarily will be because I mean, not everybody who speaks on talk programs I know that is bon, right. Bonchino's gonna come on after us and he's gonna scream today about how crooked and mean and dirty and unpatriotic and jerk faces 
that all Democrats are. I realize that that's going to happen. I'm not going to bet money that he won't. He is going to do that. And he's going to scream at some point, Hunter Biden's laptop. And I, I get it. Go look at it. If there's something there, I say throw him behind bars. I got no problems with it. I get that I'm a little more slanted towards the left than the right on some issues. You might be surprised to know how far I slant to the right on some issues as well. And I'll get with you on this. Hunter Biden has done something wrong. He should pay for it. Can we agree on that? And then not yell at each other for it? That's all I'm saying. Yeah. What's next? What else could we talk about today? Uh, Robin uh, has written in and says, uh, Hi, Chris. To Rick, I get what he is saying, but Rich is so much smarter than Rick. And then she has a little smiley face. <laughs> I um, I believe I the investigation it. was as thorough as the FBI and DOJ would allow it to be. I feel there was a lot of shenanigans going on, and it was just a total snow job by the DOJ and FBI to protect the Bidens. Well, Rich is the self-proclaimed smartest man on the planet. And we should all actually, bow to actually, his intellect. Actually, he has never actually told us that. No, he's, he never has. Just um, I'm angry with Rich today. Let's see. Uh, Mike writes and he says, Is Rick reading from a pay channel report or a free source of info? If so, that could explain why he and Rich see things oppositely. Those of us who do not pay for our news get a much different perspective of things, and if we can't compare, it makes it hard to defend yourself. It's an explanation, not an excuse. I see. So I I had read a story from ABC News earlier today, and the story that I just read to you or was looking at was from Fox News. And that's why I was like, "Wow, oh, what the yeah. heck? Let's bring it up." I know it's, right. I know it's a, you know, partisan news source. If I read something from Fox News, I realize I'm only getting one side of it, and I think you do too, whether you agree with it or not. Usually, if I'm going to look for a news source that I'm going to get mostly unbiased information from, I like to use the Associated Press. I think they do a really good job. People will crap on me for saying that the AP is a good source for news, but I believe that. And usually they don't tell me how to react, well, how to respond. There again, or there are, who's who's to blame. There again, there are plenty of people who think neutral means you agree with me. Right. Yeah. You're not biased because you think the same thing I do. That's the hardest part about I'm trying to put your news director hat on every day is trying to filter out whose story is garbage. And whose story has some merit. And that's that's usually how I design, how I read a story, whether it's it's propaganda or not. If they tell me in the story I should be enraged, it's a propaganda story. If you tell me what to think or how to react, that's a propaganda story. You're not giving me everything. You're telling me what I should think. That's bad news. If they use 10 times as many adjectives as a normal news story. Correct. 
might not be real news. And I like to have both sides um, of a story represented in it. I made somebody laugh one time uh, because I said uh, the first thing you want to check and see, are there exclamation points in the headline? <laughs> if there too. are, might not be real news. All right, we got to take a break. We'll take your calls at 208-336-3700, 1-800-529-KBOI or pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. KBOI News Time 918 your google play simply say hey google play 670 kboi now back to mike casper and chris walton this is casper and chris live and local on news talk kboi 923 now on news talk kboi Hmm. uh we'll take your calls 208-336-3700 1-800-529-kboi or pound 670 on your verizon wireless I guess it goes without saying that if I believe there should be a fair and impartial investigation into Hunter Biden and or Joe Biden, that I would also believe you would do the same for Donald Trump or Hillary Clinton or anybody else that may or may not have done something wrong. Just wanting people to be held accountable for whatever improprieties, whether they be Hollywood famous, politically popular with one party or the other, I don't really care. It's what people that do stuff wrong to get held accountable for. The only thing I would caution people on is, because I hear this a lot, is people have a tendency to say uh, somebody accused said politician of something and the guy never had to go to jail for it. Well, just because you're accused by somebody of something doesn't mean there's anything to it. Uh, there is a case out there that involves Idaho that I think they're doing a pretty good job investigating. But there is been some ideas brought up that maybe the investigation hasn't all been on the up and up, and that has to do with Brian Koberger, the guy that is the main suspect in the killings of four University of Idaho students. Newly filed documents show that Koberger requested a stay, citing substantial failure to comply with the selection procedures for a grand jury. An indefinite stay of proceedings was ultimately denied, but a Latah County judge did grant a 37-day stay, which allows Koberger and his defense to review the material from the grand jury. Latah County prosecutors objected to Koberger's request, and Koberger filed a sworn statement of facts in support of the motion to stay proceedings. By the way, if you're wondering which news source I'm using on this... This comes uh, on KTVB's website, ktvb.com. <clears throat> Excuse me. I had to clear my throat right there. The judge, Judge Judge, <laughs> his name is Judge John C. Judge, determined that the motion is premature since Koberger has not yet reviewed the grand jury records, which were filed shortly after he was indicted for the four murders. Less than two weeks ago, the court agreed to release some of the grand jury material for the defense to review. Despite that, the court determined that Koberger and his defense have the right to review the materials 
from the grand jury as well as the right to challenge the grand jury selection process. Now, Chris, does it sound like they're just they're trying to poke holes in this however they yeah, can? Of course it does. Slow it down as much as they That's can. What a defense attorney is supposed to do. Sure. Especially if they you know are well, I shouldn't say this, but I was going to say, especially if they're defending a losing cause, which they might be in this case. Well, there's a lot of mounting evidence against Koberger. And I think a lot of that has to do with DNA that ties him to the crime scene. To It was a, a sheath of a knife that was discovered there as mm-hmm. well. So, yeah, there's there's some pretty damning evidence. Nevertheless... They're investigating. Court also acknowledged that Koberger's right to a speedy trial in order to stay in the running of the speedy trial clock until August 1st. That allows him 37 extra days to review the material without giving up his right to a speedy trial. KBOI News Time is 927. Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KBOI. Last half hour of the program, 9.34 on News Talk KBOI. Once again, Rick Worthington in for Mike Casper today with Chris Walton. I did see something that, man, I can't believe it's been eight years. Eight years have passed since two-year-old Dior Coons Jr. disappeared at Timber Creek Campground near Lador back on uh, July 10th, 2015. Eight years? That's a story that, and then there had lots of legs too. There never was any trace that they no. discovered. No, but there was. You remember there was there was suspicion over maybe the one of the family members was involved in the disappearance. They looked and looked and looked all around the campsite. I'll read the story to you. Lemhi County Sheriff told KTVB officers still plan on doing their annual search for the area, but he wouldn't say when that search would take place. Trina Clegg, Dior's grandmother, released a statement on Monday saying, Today marks eight years of this ongoing nightmare. Still have faith and pray for answers every day. I remember all the great times, laughs, and your beautiful eyes and smile. I have and will never give up hoping the answers until the day I die. I give great thanks to everyone who still helps with looking and keeping positive thoughts and prayers in the name of baby Dior and eternally grateful for all law enforcement that continues to help seek for the answers to that nightmare at Timber Creek Campground. I love you, baby Dior, today, tomorrow, and for eternal. Man, just so sad. A little Mm -hmm. boy, just cuter than could be. But the case drew scrutiny from people around the nation. Spectators have questioned whether Dior had been killed by an animal, snatched by a kidnapper, or been the victim of some kind of foul play. Much of the speculation focused on the adults who had been with Dior at the campground, the boy's mom, his dad, his great-grandfather, and a family friend. Suspects in the case have gone back and forth in 2016, the Lemhi County Sheriff named Dior's parents as suspects, actually, in that disappearance. But 
The only thing that really points to anything is that there was a report. The sheriff had said the parents of Dior had been less than truthful since the investigation began. And that's why people continue to to look at that. Yeah, they suspect, uh, sort of anyway, they suspect that something happened. The parents did something. Uh, The child probably died, and then they somehow got rid of the body and covered it all up. Well, the parents, by the way, have been very adamant that they had nothing to do with the disappearance. The mother, Jessica Mitchell, saying she had nothing to hide, didn't murder my child, and I didn't see him get hurt in any way possible. There isn't anything that would suggest otherwise. The sheriff said he didn't think they were being truthful, but that doesn't mean anything. Just his suspicion. So there has been no foul play uncovered. But they did have, a, correct me if I'm wrong here, Chris, there was a private investigator from Texas, or a an investigation firm maybe is the best way to put that, that continued to dig into the case and try and scratch something up, but never really did bring any more information to the forefront. Is that is well, that they, accurate? Well, I guess so. They, they still just haven't... Uh found any trace of anything so regardless of you know what people are saying uh, they don't have any evidence correct. to match anything correct eight years ago today is when that disappearance occurred and i was just surprised that it had been eight years ago that's that's wow you look back at some of the cases that you've covered over your career and this is one of them i just couldn't forget because the child was so little <sighs> tough one what are you looking at today chris Oh, I was just uh, going to say a little bit more about this D.R. Uh, Kuntz uh, case. His uh, great-grandfather's name was Walton. He was there on the trip with them, uh, along with uh, his friend, whose name is uh, Isaac Reinwand. And they just all say it was one of those deals. I think it was one of those deals where everybody assumed that somebody else was watching the little kid, unless there was actually foul play. So we don't know. Um, I don't even know. I mean, somebody wrote in and it says, isn't Kohlberger's new education something to mention? Didn't he just graduate just before he did what he did? No, he was a graduate student, not a graduate. He didn't graduate uh, just before he did what he's accused of doing, assuming he did it. Um, this is from uh, Barbara. She writes in yesterday about noon. Four fire trucks, three ambulances, and attending police escort drove south on Cloverdale Road. Do you have information on what they were responding to? I've not heard any news regarding this. And that's from Barb. Uh, I don't know about yesterday, Monday. On Sunday at Cloverdale and I think Eustick, there was a fire, a big fire. But I'm not sure about yesterday. I haven't I saw, seen any information either. I saw a pretty nasty accident occurred yesterday early in the afternoon was it on off cloverdale it was it was it was not cloverdale no it was it was Eustick and mm, between locust grove and eagle road it was on Eustick there and there mm-hmm. was a lot of police activity to that because it looked like the front of the one of the vehicles that was involved just it looked like the front of that car just exploded it was ridiculous but it was clearly two cars that were traveling at a pretty good rate of speed they hit each other head on. Yeah. Marine Bob 
says, Chris, I ran across something I found pretty funny. It goes like this. Even though I was born visible, I identify as invisible. Therefore, I am transparent. My preferred pronouns are who and where. That's not very nice. <laughs> I don't know why people get so ticked off at pronouns. Uh, why is why is that such a big deal? A lot of people don't know what pronouns are. How do you not know what a pronoun is? Like a, one guy says, my pronouns are big and wealthy. Uh-huh. Uh, okay, except those are adjectives. Yeah, that's not not a pronoun. I, yeah. We could do an entire show about this. There was a, there was a story. Uh, I wanted one of the little, one of the smaller outlying towns. I think it was Nyssa. There were some students from Nyssa. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it wasn't Nyssa. They went to a, a museum in Oregon and museum directors were asking for name tags for all the kids that would be able to call on them by name. And they also asked for the kids' pronouns so that they could address them correctly. And some parents lost their mind Mm. because it's not appropriate to ask my child what their pronouns are. Mostly they do that because... Sometimes, especially with like smaller kids, you you can't tell a boy from a girl sometimes, and you don't want to go up to a little girl who's self-conscious and say, "Now, little boy." Well, more than that, I think you're just you're just trying to be polite and address someone yeah. how they want to be addressed. It's true. Did you hear the story of um, the? guy that had carved a message into a wall at the Colosseum in Rome. No, but that's a no-no. Yeah, and here a day later, a 17-year-old Canadian teen was caught carving the name Julian on a wooden pillar of the Tosho Daiji Kondo Temple Complex in Nara, Japan, which is a UNESCO World Heritage Site. The temple is one of eight sites that make up the historic monuments of ancient Nara, The boy was caught by a Japanese tourist who alerted temple staff. The police questioned the teenager on suspicion of violating the cultural properties protection law. Under Japanese law, any person who has damaged an object of important cultural property could face up to five years in prison. And it's the last line. It says this incident follows a video, which I saw yesterday, which showed a UK-based man carving a message into a wall at Rome's ancient Colosseum. And and that guy claimed he wasn't even aware, get this, he wasn't even aware that he was at the Colosseum or that the Colosseum was like, you know, an an ancient relic or something. He just thought it was some decrepit old building. He had no idea where he was or what he was Well, that can't be right. Yeah, that sounds... I mean, that sounds like... I didn't know it was at the Colosseum. Right. Is this Rome? This isn't Rome, is it? trying to remember who it was, Ozzy Osbourne or somebody. Uh, a few years ago, they were at the Alamo, mm-hmm. you know, in Texas, and uh, decided to relieve themselves on the outside wall of the You're Alamo. You're kidding me. No. Ozzy did that? I'm not sure. I think it was Ozzy Osbourne. Probably one of his kids. It's a rock and roll story, though. <laughs> it's a Jack. Is that the... 
name of his kid? Jack is his son, yeah. And he's yeah, got Jack. Two, two daughters, one that uh, yeah. was in their show and one that... I was talking re- more about Jack. One that daughter. refused to participate. Everybody, you know, thinks they just have two kids. No, they had three. They just had one girl who didn't want to be on the Oswald. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah. Oh. I refer to her as the smart one. <laughs> Probably accurate. Yeah, I had no idea. All right, we'll take a break. Final segment of the program coming up. You're welcome. KBY News Time is 945. The Great One, Mark Levin, tonight at 7. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. If you want to jump in, the number to call is 208-336-3700. If not, that's cool because we got other things to tell you about. For instance, there's a new report that just came out. ABC News reporting U.S. auto safety regulators are investigating complaints that the doors on some... Ford escapes can open while the SUVs are being driven. So they're well named. Yeah. What do you know about that? Unless they, you don't have to hit a special button they like could, a James Bond car or anything. They could call it a Ford fallout. <laughs> <laughs> the investigation by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration covers 346,000 escapes from the 2020 and 2021 model years. The agency says in the documents posted today on its website, it has 118 complaints that spot welds in a door assembly bracket can fail. Investigators contacted some of the owners and found 25 reports of minor injuries. Many reported a popping noise when they opened the door as the brackets begin to separate. The agency says continued use could dislodge the door, and it could fail to latch when closed. And that's never good. Ford says it's working with the agency to support the investigation, and the uh, Safety Administration says the probe will determine whether the problem creates an unreasonable risk to highway safety. The agency could seek a recall, and why wouldn't they? Let's see. Does the door opening, when it's not supposed to, Cause a potential highway safety risk? Huh. I would think so. I used to have one of these Ford Escapes. I don't anymore. (laughs) That's not the reason I got rid of it. But but you never fell out of it, right? I never fell out of it, that's for sure. What else you got, Chris? Uh, Let's see, some instant messages. Uh, Jim says, why ask what pronoun they are? Why not just ask if they are a boy or a girl? Enough with this pronoun stuff. I think that was the intent of asking what their pronouns are. Yeah. What are your pronouns? Her or him? Um, Jamie writes in and says, uh, "These, there's a podcast with the PI firm invest." investor probably investigator yeah and he has a lot of uh, info Lemhi county hasn't released his educated theory is the dad and gg great grandpa might have backed over him with a truck he was playing around they buried the body in a cooler and later got rid of the cooler with the body extremely interesting true crime garage this is in reference to the deer coons disappearance of the yeah. podcast apps uh. Well, that it, the, were, that came up because we had mentioned that it was eight years ago today that the investigation began, 
that Dior disappeared eight mm. years ago today. I was. That I had not like heard that, that theory. I had not. I, I would have guessed theory. it was three or four years ago. See, here's here's what I don't. Why I don't think that's true. There's four people that were there. If one person was involved in a cover up like that, maybe you could keep that a secret. With two people, I don't think so. With four people, not a chance. You ever try to have two or more people involved in a secret? It always gets out. <laughs> always. That's my experience, which is why when we start looking at big conspiracy theories, I always look at them and say, that's crazy, because way too many people, just like 9-11, there's all these conspiracy theorists that cures have about 9-11 or about Hillary. Like, there's no way that could be true because you could never, ever hide something that big when all these people had to have known about it. You could never keep some conspiracy like that tied in a night, nice little package. Never. Another instant message uh here, we just have about a minute left yep. or yep. so. Uh, Fly Guy says people get ticked off about pronouns because nobody wants to entertain the delusions of people who think they can identify as something that they aren't. The entire concept of gender identity was made up by people like John Money, who did horrible sexual experiments on children to try and prove his theory true. No normal person would ever think of this ridiculous concept without sickos like John Money. John Money was a psychologist. I don't understand yeah, I, I think pronouns was, as well as I'd like to. He was from New Zealand, actually. Does, does that make sense? I mean, I understand what a pronoun is, but sometimes they're used in such a way that I, I don't The understand. only one that gets me is how some people want to be known as they because that's, that's they feel yeah. like they're non-binary. Yeah. And we were taught in English class many years ago, never say, never call an individual they. Correct. Like, uh, you know, Rick is going home right now, and they probably will stay there. Yeah, so if if somebody calls me he or him, which I guess are my pronouns, right, then I'm I'm fine with that. But well, if, as my, if I wanted somebody to call me they, I don't understand how that is in reference. As, I, I just don't know enough about it. As my dad used to say, I don't care what you call me as long as you call me on time for supper. I'm just saying it's, it's okay to be nice to people. If they want to be called something, let them be Maybe nice. That. Just let's do that. All right, guys, we'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for joining us.